All right, guys, big episode this week. We talk Eternals, a Stranger Things teaser, Taika Waititi's doing Tower of Terror, and our Matrix rewatch. Here we go, Nordy's Podcast. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Feeling good, man. So good. Hey, I'm great. And that's uh, especially because we had a bit of a rain cloud, but a really good time uh, with our sports cast. So go back, check that out if you want to hear about the the Vikings, the Wolves, uh, the Gophers, the Wild, Minnesota United. We were everywhere. It was an awesome episode. Really focusing on Minnesota sports. So go check that out out but before you do that you know what finish this episode because this is where you wanted to be and we are going to have some awesome takes some cool things you should be watching and uh, we're going to get back to our matrix rewatch with matrix reloaded so uh you know stick around for that in a little bit before we do that we need you guys to give us a follow on twitter and instagram at nordy's podcast also subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcast from get the nordy's podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free yeah we appreciate it we do. Yeah, cheers. I appreciate all of that. Okay, what are we drinking during this episode, guys? All right, so, dude, we're over at Portage, which we've really learned to love. Like, they're out of town, um, Walker, Minnesota. But, dude, they make some really, really nice beers. This one's a very relaxed, nice, easy-to-drink Czech Pilsner called Chatter Chatter. I love Portage. I do, too. Dude, they got it figured out over there. If I got, like, reassigned to Walker, Minnesota, I don't know if I'd be that upset. Yeah, at least you'd have a good, really, really solid brewery solid to go to. Solid brewery. Yeah. yeah, hell yeah. Better than anything Blaine has to offer. Real good stuff. All right, guys, we have a lot of good stuff to offer, and that is going to be starting with Do We Care? So Do We Care, Ooh. Stranger Things for Season 4 dropped a teaser. It's going to be all California by the looks of it. Um, did this teaser do anything for you? Yeah, I mean, it didn't change my opinion of the show. Like, I'm ready for the show. I'm going to watch it no matter what. I'm going to watch it even if the first four episodes are bad, but I my expectations dropped because of this tr- teaser. I would agree. Okay. I was kind of like, I don't really care about what anything that they've said. Then they just showed a bunch of people like shooting guns in these like flashes that it's going right. to get really intense, but they didn't really tell me anything about the story or any reason that I should really care other than that I care about the characters. Um, I know it's a teaser. Um, but it didn't have me being like, oh, man, I can't wait for that. It's funny because, you know, sometimes we complain that trailers show too much. And then when they don't show enough to give context to any of the scenes that they're showing, we're like, well, I don't know. You yeah. Know? So it's a bit of it's a bit of like a double edged sword. You know, like you're kind of watching walking on the edge of a knife. It was very like uh, um, Boba Book of Boba trailer. Yeah. Like some boring scenes and then some flashes of like generic action. Like, all right. I don't think we want much more from this show in particular. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I if, hope it's good. Like if, if Dark was cutting a trailer for season three, how much of it would you actually want to see? Right. Not a lot. I would want to see that there's going to be mystery and that I don't really understand what's going on. And this, I was, I kind of felt like I knew what was going on and I didn't feel like there was a great mystery that they were teasing. And so, I don't know. I, I'm really excited. Don't get me wrong. I'm being nitpicky here. I love Stranger Things. Um, actually, when we were thinking about shows... For hot wrecks and not wrecks i was thinking to myself man i just wish there was a show like stranger things on right now so mm-hmm. i'm obviously there's a stranger things sized hole that needs filling for me and i'm really looking forward to season four but this teaser didn't do it didn't do it i think we just found our new intro clip there's, there's a, a stranger things sized hole <laughs> yeah <laughs> that needs filling that needs filling does needs to happen all right uh matt damon and robert downey jr are going to star or at least join in Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. Um, does this do it for you guys? I think this is kind of cool. It's great casting. I would. Uh, I think I'm less concerned about Matt Damon joining as opposed to Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. being able to be with a critically acclaimed director of the level of Christopher Nolan. Yeah. I think that's a, a, a big get and nice to see him in a non-Dr. Doolittle you know, role like pile of garbage movie, like actually like a really good film. I know. I don't think he's like done anything that has been very like uh, kind of high end directing, writing before, right? I mean, like, you know, obviously hit movies and all that, but yeah, not since I feel like this is kind of like when Matthew McConaughey was cast to do like Interstellar, right? You're like, all right, kind of more of a popular actor, not necessarily known to, to like, you know, bring the fucking 
acting like the hardcore drama. Um, so it'll be interesting. I don't know. Maybe he, he could just be like a bit part that's kind of come in and is kind of goofy and whatever. Maybe he's part of the science team, whatever it might be. But I'm excited for it. And Matt Damon is very solid. He's solid. I yeah. just I'm just more excited to see Robert Downey Jr. Maybe like find new life. Yeah. You know, outside of Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's good news. I'm excited. Care a lot. Yeah. I think this is going to be a vibey movie. Okay. What does that mean? Just all the right just- vibes. <laughs> I'm okay so it was just as generic as it sounded yeah, sounds good okay. yeah i'm pumped i think this is gonna be great i love this cast nolan is nearly flawless even like average nolan is like tenet mm-hmm. and it's like really good really really and, and i watched the whole thing and i was like i've never seen a movie like that in my life how did he film that Crazy. that's how i felt like when i watched tenet and I think most people would say that's like an average one of his movies. Yeah, it's definitely probably below average as far as what he's done. You know, you look at his, like if you were to rank his movies, it'd probably be near the bottom. Yeah. But still very watchable, very good. He did, he did. Mind blowing. Um, he did uh, Dunkirk too, right? Yep. Those yeah. are his last two? Yep. <laughs> I mean, he's sick. Um, yeah. So I'm excited about that. Can't wait. Uh, we did also get um, something that Ryan has been waiting for. I feel like you were waking up every day waiting for this to drop. You finally got it. The Morbius teaser trailer <laughs> you know me i got my jared leto posters on the ceiling in the bedroom <laughs> one from 30 seconds to mars and one from blade runner you know i got them all one yeah from 30 seconds to mars and another one from 30 seconds to mars same same guy best yeah. thing you ever did i really hate jared leto like unfairly so like he's probably a really nice guy oh, i doubt it. it you think i doubt it no he probably sucks yeah i don't know i don't know if there's like is a person that exists besides like Stephen Miller that I think is less likable than Jared Leto. Well, it's okay to say you irrationally hate him. Oh, I, I do. I just irrationally can't fucking stand <laughs> yeah, him. There's no r- rhyme or reason for it other I than like, really just don't like him. I really don't want to watch his movies. That's how much I dislike him. He ruins every movie he's in. He's so pretentious. And this pile of junk is not, I'm not even going to see it. Yeah, but like, what if it's, you know, gets these really good reviews? What would it take? Like, what would the Rotten Tomatoes score be? have to be for you to watch this and movie don't say in 100 Let, I mean, if i was being honest probably like it was like a 92 yeah i was thinking like 92 you'd go see it i'd be like if this was if this got a 92 it would mean that it's a fucking masterpiece because yeah. there's just no way it's not it's getting happen. near no, that. i think it's sure. gonna get like a 41 oh yeah yeah i think it's gonna be lower. if it's after 50 on the first day when they have the people that they've paid to review it to kind of like bump it up a little bit yeah just know that with popular movies that drops like consistently crazy. Yes. yeah 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 um this is gonna be bad. Uh, the trailer looked dumb. Um, they had like really, really bad writing in it, where it's like the the one Tyrese is heavily featured in this movie. By the way, yep. I mean, when's a movie that you've seen with Tyrese where you're like, this is gonna be must see, baby. It's gonna be some good shit. When was there a song with Tyrese that I felt that way? Was he a singer first? I, I think I so. think so. Was yeah. he? I think or, he was like an R and B singer. Yeah. Or is that Tay Diggs? No, I, mean, I think no. I think who's Ty- hotter? Let's be easier to figure. <laughs> now I'm really doubting myself. No, I yeah, think, I think Ty- Tyrese was a singer. The one name makes him seem like yes. he was an R and B singer that like probably was average and quickly jumped into acting, as opposed to Tay Diggs, who goes by Tay Diggs. Tyrese. But, yeah, who, yeah, yeah. When I type in Tyrese Gibson on Google, it comes up as American singer. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh well, I'm out of touch. Okay, so he sucks. Well, you also weren't listening to that music in like the '90s when he was well, like popular. I, might have been. I was I, a lot of KDWB back in the day. I thought you were a little more emo, though. Mm, no. Like Very some, mainstream guy. Oh, you weren't My Chemical Romance guy? <laughs> Are you kidding? That was on KDWB. You're like, that was mainstream. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, anyways, yeah, this movie's going to suck. Um, yeah, so Tyrese is sitting there like talking to the, to the main character, Mobius. He's like, so you were missing for two months. We found you on a boat at sea. It's like, yeah, he knows that. Why you tell? Oh, it's just really bad writing. Exposition. Got it. Well, no, uh, I th- maybe he maybe after the whole bat incident, he right. like Turns woke into a up Batman. in some random area and was like, "What happened to me?" Still and bad. So still it, bad writing. This but, would be a, but it makes more an sense. investigator in a room. No, it would be a, a, the doctor would tell him this already. Um, oh, yeah, very true. I mean, this movie is is going to be like really rough. I think so. You know, it's so funny how desperate they are to try to tie it into Marvel MCU. Right? They want these movies. They want these characters. Oh, yeah. Like Sony wants these deals these crossover deals like they got with spider-man where the mcu wants this character so bad that they're going to pay sony the licensing fee of you know you know 200 million dollars to feature them in in the next spider-man movie that ain't going to happen they're not putting out anything nearly good enough to do that uh and in every interview they're like these characters have such a web of possibilities and mcu's like dude we're good our 
We're we're bringing people back from the fucking 90s instead of these guys. So it's just going to suck. It's going to suck. I, I There's nothing that I've felt less excited about than this. So let's move on. Let's move on. Don't <laughs> Tarantino uh, is going to release seven bef- never-before-seen scenes from Pulp Fiction in the form of NFTs. So... Just because we haven't, we want to expand our audience to the group of people who won't stop talking about cryptocurrency and NFTs. The crypto bros. Here yeah. we go. Um, NFTs, for those of you guys who don't know, are like images or videos or clips or GIFs that are um, sold so you can own that specific clip right. or GIF. And or it's image. coded within the blockchain so that you may be able to screen cap it or whatever, but there is only one of these in existence and you are proven as the owner, whatever. So Ugh. this kind of reminds me, remember when Wu-Tang made an album and then that fucking creep? Yeah. Uh, that one bought it. got it. And, and then someone else it. has it now and it might actually see the light of day, but it, they kind of did it first because now Tarantino's like going through his own own footage and being like, dude, I'm going to sell seven of these you know, clips as NFTs, which is kind of brilliant. Um, you know, none of us are going to buy them. I'm sure they're going to go for millions, but... I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. I hope that whoever buys them will, you know, they, they own it. There's no reason that they couldn't show it and release it. I would like to see them. I'm, I, I couldn't care less. I got really distracted thinking about if I was that douchebag who bought the Wu-Tang album, what I would do. So I wasn't really paying attention. Right, right, right. But I realized what Neither I would was do. was the audience story. What I would do is <laughs> I, I would for sure... Um, pull a move just like this guy and be like no one will ever hear it except for me and then everyone would hate me for a while but then i would come around Mm -hmm. in a pre-planned thing and then i would i would live in a stadium for like two weeks while i decided how i was going to release it (laughs) and then i would have like a stadium listening party nice sick huh four times in a row yeah (laughs) is that that for the pulp fiction clips or for the wu-tang you'd have a big listening party and then you would be like actually not going to release it quite yet let's do another four weeks change up a couple things but yeah Uh, that's what i would do okay i would have a big listening party and then people would be like man that guy's so great he didn't have to share that wu-tang album with us but he did and he charged tickets for it (laughs) yes oh god all right move on moving on all right taylor sheridan is going to make a 1883, which is a Yellowstone. Oh, it's made. It has made in 1883. It's called 1883. Yellowstone prequel starring two of the biggest actors in the world, <laughs> Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. From the blind side <laughs> and from nothing. Uh, Didn't he act as like a different actor? What? Remember that? He had a different name. He oh, acted. baby. Chris Gaines. No, no that was Garth Brooks. That was Garth idiot. Brooks. Same fucking... guy. Wow. <laughs> you you knew the difference and you set that up. You fuck. I thought they were the same guy. That's funny. I thought though. that I thought that Garth Brooks was was playing Tim McGraw. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know shit about country music. Um, I just think it's funny that like everybody's really into Yellowstone. In fact, like out of all the shows that I watch. Um, there was one wreck that I was getting all the time and that was, uh, um, the coach Ted, Ted Lasso. Okay. So I started watching that. It's fine. It's it's, it's average. It's okay. Everybody needs to calm down a little bit being like, I can't believe you weren't watching this yet. It's fine. It's worth watching. It's a B. Um, the other one is Yellowstone that I keep here. People be like, dude, I can't believe you're, you know, Jimmy channels doesn't watch this. I'm like, it's probably not that fucking good. And now there's like this prequel movie that's supposed to be a big deal for Paramount Plus, and they get two like shitty country singers to act in it. They're, Are they even taking themselves seriously? They're building the Yellowstone world, man. Before oh. you know it, they're gonna have Yellowstone uh, amusement park. You know what I mean? Oh my god, they're doing like <clears throat> they're doing like the the Conjuring thing with like Annabelle prequels and shit. Like, dude, um, I'm not interested in this world at all. I don't care about ranches. I don't care about people fighting for their land uh it all sounds really really boring to me um i yeah. don't don't care about leather jackets yeah you know how you fight for land and the like rifles the modern society uh you go to court yeah that's but, exactly that's where all this would take place and it and doesn't not take eight episodes um, um yeah so i just don't care i think this is like just kind of shows that maybe i'm i was on the right well track. i'm the big i'm the big you know ty sheridan guy the the ty sheridan uh you know fan club card yep um you got it. I tried watching a couple episodes, and it was brutal. Really? It was like, you, you know how popular that show, like, Justified was? Yeah. It's the same crowd. Okay. Right? The people love, like, Timothy Oliphant as this, like, rogue sheriff that does what he, he doesn't play by the rules. He you pistol know? whips every innocent guy he ever met. And it's like, that show's just not for me. And yeah. Yellowstone falls into the same exact container. Wait a minute. Let me add a third show. Sons of Anarchy. 
right? Same thing. Same crowd, right? I bet Same I could ask thing. these people, and they their top three shows, and then maybe Rescue Me. Remember that show with the firefighter? Yeah. That's number four. Mm-hmm. Um, King of Queens, number five. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Fuck these. All these shows I ate for me. Yeah, they, they all kind of fall into that same container. We're like, well, it's not a procedural on CBS or Fox or NBC, but it's got that vibe. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's the same thing. But if you tune in for just only five minutes, you might think it is. Uh, Plus, it's like starring Kevin Costner carrying right. a TV show. Come on. Not a huge Give me a draw break. at this point, so... Yeah, I think we're good. A new season just started, too, of, so everyone's talking about it again. Let me guess. They have a son, and he doesn't like his dad. Right. You know what I mean? Like, okay, that's never been written before. You know, dad <laughs> Succession's and son doing it better. So don't get along. That. You know, yep. anyway, moving on. All right, so let's move on to a topic we love to um, theorize about, fantasize about. I don't know. I'm not really sure where I'm going with this. Mm, more non- do I. More non-fungible token <laughs> discussion. <laughs> Uh, that's Harry Potter. Okay? Oh, we love and, it always. We care. We always talk Harry Potter. We always care about it. We always talk about how we we hope that they make an HBO show that's like a little darker, right? We always talk about this so many times. Uh, but this time, it's someone else has been, who's been doing the talking, and that's the director of the first Harry Potter movie, Christopher Columbus. Chris Columbus, not the weird rapist guy who we don't celebrate in minnesota anymore uh but the guy who makes average movies just like the first harry potter movie he Mm. wants to make the cursed child with the original cast and as much as i love harry potter i don't think i want to see that yeah i did you guys read it no um i attempted to bought it read the first like 20 pages stopped reading it never was tempted to finish it okay didn't even look up how it ended yeah i've heard that it really fucks with a lot of like the original canon and it's supposed to be canon but like real Potterhead fans are like, don't consider it canon, and you'll be better off. Um, that get, that being said, like if I was given tickets to go see it, like on was it in England? What's what's England's Broadway? I don't really know, but whatever the fuck, um, I would have gone to see it just for the Theater spectacle. District. Yeah, but I'm I've not had any interest in reading it. I've heard it's not great. It's a lot of time travel shit. Um, weird choices for like Harry's adult life that make you go like, that's not my Harry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I don't think I want to see this. And Chris Columbus wouldn't get the fucking job anyway. So it sounds like a guy who has, <clears throat> hasn't worked in a while on a big budget, you know, feature film. Yeah. Uh, trying to, you know, put the put the name in the hat. See if Twitter starts retweeting yeah. his stuff. And these things can happen. I can mean, gain some traction. And I'm guaranteeing you. <clears throat> excuse me, Daniel Radcliffe, uh, Emma Watson, Watson, and Rupert, Rupert Grant yep. are very available. <laughs> yeah, they I think they're very available, but I don't know if they're very available for Christopher Columbus. And here's my other thing. Uh, he goes by Chris. I, <laughs> Understandably. I would, too. <laughs> uh, here's the other thing. I really think when you watch the first movie by itself, you're kind of like, oh, it's pretty good. And then when you watch all of the other Harry Potter movies, you're kind of like... Oh, it was like an old-timey 90s movie. And they not, did, they captured the magic. I think that's what they did well. But, I mean, you know, it was the an, actors are the right age for this, so it is kind of cool, and they're not going to be this, the right age forever. So I, I just think the issue It could happen with in, it, within the 10-year window. The issue with it in the first movie is that it's got a lot of the, like, oh, Seamus. Yeah. Stuck his head over the pot, oh, and it gosh, exploded. And his hair yeah. is all fr- frazzly now. Just literally out of a cartoon. You know, it's just it's so stupid. And so I know you wouldn't do that again, but I just did. You know that my kids loved all those parts. It's I was a say, fucking kids movie, dude. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was definitely it was written for a little for ten year olds. Yeah, yeah. And and at this point, you want to know who doesn't like Harry Potter as much? Ten year olds as like adults. I know. Oh, that's <laughs> so make for me damn that sure. adult Harry Potter movie, and I will. I, I would be so No, 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 no. We You mean they're this. not like, I just love Newt Scamander. He's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that shit didn't work? Oh, okay. <laughs> He's a professor who writes about I wanna, magical creatures. I want to dress as Newt Scamander. How many Newt Scamanders did you see at your door on Halloween? <laughs> <laughs> I saw a lot of kids who were like wearing Gryffindor robes. That's cool. But nothing... Nothing related no. to what they're trying to do. No. Number yeah, one, yeah. it's Scamander. Not Scamander. I, I Depends where you're from. If you're from Minnesota, <laughs> it's definitely Scamander. I liked your pronunciation better. Yeah, it, it actually made it more funny. That way. Yeah, thank uh, you. <laughs> these, are, these are comedic choices, Ryan. All right. Very uh, intentional. Speaking of comedic choices, I think a couple of grown women playing eighth graders is definitely a choice. It's in Pen15 from Hulu. It's coming out with a new season on 12-3. Jim, how excited are you? Very. I will watch it right away. No, you guys don't watch the show. That's fine. I it's watched a like one or two episodes. It's, it's pretty good. brilliant. It's so funny. Um, I do wish that, that at some point a couple of like guy comedians would make a show similar to this because it's such 
like a throwback. You like I am the same age as these women. I was this in eighth grade when they were in eighth grade. Um, but it's more from like the girls' perspective, and I didn't talk to a lot of the girls, so I don't really, I can't relate to all of it. Uh, but it's so funny. It's such a great show. We're not going to spend a ton of time on this because you guys haven't watched it. But Pen Fifteen, go watch the past seasons and then get ready for Twelve Three because I'm psyched on it. I definitely care. I'm happy for you. Okay, same. I'm cool. happy for you. All right, Gal Gadot is going to be playing the evil queen in the live-action Snow White movie. One, I think this is perfect. Two, I still won't see it. Yeah. How are they going to do the dwarves? Oh, and make it, like, PC? Yeah. Okay. Great question. Maybe they just make them, like, pretty normal-sized. <laughs> they can't do Why? They're going to do the just short men? I don't, I don't know. Short men can complain too and probably have their own like reasons for canceling yeah. shit. Yeah, I just... I don't mean to stir the pot. No, I'm I just, know, I'm but you're right. Like, I think that what they'll need to do is find... Is it eight? Or, seven. Seven dwarves. The or, seven dwarves. Can they do it like the hobbits where they, they use like creative I don't think they, need, they can angles. do that because now they're directly taking jobs from like you know dwarf actors actual little people little people yeah right exactly and i don't i don't you can't do that either it doesn't work wow um complete cgi i promise 100 percent cgi they may even make make them purple i'm gonna go just ahead to and avoid say all controversy that th- this is gonna be offensive somehow yeah like i don't know if there's a way to do this i think Somebody's it's gonna be gonna offensive and just how bad we don't need this be. fucking movie yeah fair yeah. enough all right Moving snow on. white is is a really like poor poor movie anyways when you look at it back it did not hold up like the rest of them it's uh, not entertaining dude kissed her while she was passed out mm, not well, a fan like of that. drugged not, yeah that's oh, not gonna play wow well. yeah. that's not gonna play they're gonna have to switch that up people and are like romantic. the way they switch it up people are gonna hate the choices they made there too like, well now it's not even the story isn't yeah. it isn't it he kissed her and he didn't even know who she was they didn't even know each other yeah mm, I don't it like wasn't that. like the like, like the sleeping beauty where like he knew he was on a mission. He knew that she needed to be like kissed by true love. He like that was the only way to save her. That kiss makes a little more sense, although it's still weird, right? Not sure I know the difference between this one was truly like he stumbled upon her looking beautiful, sleeping in the forest, mm. and just was like, "I'm getting a smooch in." I don't think I know the difference between those two stories. I would agree. I think they're very. I think they might be the same story. <laughs> <laughs> Do they both have evil stepmom? Yes. They're both cursed by a witch, an and evil witch. One is like a big, in, powerful enchantress. The other is like a forest witch. Which which one is which one is um, the forest witch? For the ugly forest witch is going to be um, Gal Gadot. Which one has the Tin Man? <laughs> <laughs> we need to move on. Okay. Uh. <laughs> All right. Jim Carrey is rumored to be playing Modok in the Mo- Modok. Yeah. Modok in the MCU. Modok was the character in this video game. He's also a famous character from the comics. Like this like genius guy with a giant head. Yeah. And he's like super evil and smart. It's like modified organism something on killing, you know, whatever. Destruction. I don't know what it is. Destroying it, all I, crack. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what it is, but he's like... He's the guy that's like got the little legs that stick out and yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. the giant head and he floats around. If you got if you played like the the Marvel video game that came out. The game oh, yeah. was kind of bad. The game was pretty bad. Some of it was fine. Uh, it just has zero replayability is pretty much what that is. But um, he was the bad guy in that. And then he's they also gave him a Hulu show recently, which was mm-hmm. like stop motion, like almost like Robot Chicken, mm-hmm. which was also bad. ended up being pretty bad. But that Sounds was Patton bad. Oswalt. Sounds bad. So like I think that this could be very cool. Like, I don't know what movie he's going to be introduced in or how they're going to do it, but if you're going to have him in it, Jim Carrey's just perfect, perfect. He'll have, like, a good, like, balance of being funny, like, actually funny, and creepy. I actually think that Jim Carrey has improved, in in my opinion. Okay. Um, I actually, when he was at the height of his powers, I always thought his humor was, like, almost a little annoying. Okay. Um, yeah, like it, some of the movies were good, but like he's just so over the top, way over the top. That he just yeah. it, it got kind of old, and like I know people are like, oh man, Dumb and Dumber, funniest movie ever, and it's just like it's not that rewatchable. Like it just isn't. He's he's so silly that he kind of wears me out a little bit, and yeah. so I think like as he's like gotten older and he's like this kind of wise voice in Hollywood almost. I think he's really fun. And so I am I'm kind of excited to see maybe the final act of his acting career as he he does some of these movies later in his career as a older wiser man. Can I give you guys an uh, left field yeah. hottest take I've had in weeks for okay. the pod, okay? okay? This wasn't published anywhere. This is original content. I was watching SNL and Kieran Culkin came out to do the monologue. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And he, he had his hair, yeah, his hair long to the side. 
He's kind of pale and creepy looking anyways, just how he is. Um, High-pitched voice. And his suit, he was wearing a three-piece suit that had a little bit of a purple tinge to it. Mm -hmm. If he's not the next Joker, then they are fucking up. He's too small. Who cares? Oh, does the Joker need to be physically intimidating? He never has been. He can't fight anybody. He's not about that. He's got a trick up his sleeve. He's got a gun. He's got a henchman. He never like actually really fist fights Batman. I really like. I, I really like. Uh, it's I, it's. Pro- go watch the monologue and and then get back to me because I, I want to see Kieran Culkin. I like this by the way. I, I like this take. I want to see Kieran Culkin as the Joker in this new Pattinson exactly series. They haven't cast him yet, and, and he's, and he's like, gonna be younger. It makes. All the sense in the world. And he talks like Roman. Yeah. Like he's just really Well, that's the thing I would like to see. Like, okay, so he talks like Roman. He's kind of likable and kind of funny. But then every once in a while, he'll just like fly off the handle and like gleefully like kill somebody that you liked. Yeah. So then like five minutes later, you're like, I actually kind of like him again. And then you're, but you're mm-hmm. always nervous of when he's going to totally lose it. I'm here for this. I'm so excited. I want take. it to happen so bad. This is a good take. Go watch that monologue and tell me what you think. Because okay. it's, he already fucking looks like a joker. Okay, Taika Waititi is going to direct Tower of Terror. This is the type of movie that I would have less than zero interest in. Unless? Unless it was directed by Taika, in which case I have plenty of interest. Not only do I have interest, I will watch it. Yeah. So do you guys, did you guys ever like go to Disney World? Cruise? I've never... It, no. it, well, it is. I mean, it is in the sense that it's Pirates of the Caribbean was the original ride at Disney World, and now it's a, a big movie. But, it, but I'm and saying they it's, did Jungle it's, it's that type of thing. They're yes. doing that. They're doing a film adaptation from an old Disney ride. I mean, we're going to get It's a Small World eventually. We're going to get don't. the Dumbo Cups. I don't know what the fuck. We're going to get them all. It's a small okay? world where it's really creepy. Very. Like That's I'd, a big it's skip. It's uncomfortable. That's a big skip. Um, <laughs> But... I hope this it, movie, like the only right, the only oh, they're doing Haunted Mansion, right? Remember we yeah, talked about yeah, that yeah, recently. Yeah. So they're Owen doing Wilson, all the rides, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. So that probably is going to suck. But if Taika does this movie and agrees to do it, it's only because he knows it's going to kick ass. So I would be excited. Very scary ride, by the way. If you've ever been on it, I've been on it multiple times. It's a fun ride. It's really spooky and awesome. Uh, you know, the story is like in the 1920s. This Hollywood like was this was the coolest hotel for all the stars to go to in hollywood and then it was struck by lightning one night and that the elevator crashed and all these people died and it's been haunted since and they really kind of get you immersed so it already has a cool story i hope that they do their first horror ride as well yeah it's a small world okay where you get on it's a small world but you can't get out once (laughs) you can you can check out any you can check out any time you'd like, but you can never leave. Ooh. And it's just it's a small world, and it's like all these creepy animatronics. I mm-hmm. hate that ride. <laughs> all right, do we care, guys? That was a lot. I mean, he was mixing the eagles in there. He was giving us everything, <laughs> everything he had. I felt like I was on a roller coaster. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, okay, so let's move on to Hot Rex and Hot Rex. Succession is in fine form. I actually think that the last few episodes have been some of the very best from the series. Uh, I think they're kind of crushing it. Um, where are you at with season three compared to maybe some of the other seasons? I'm I'm really enjoying it. I mean, it does feel like more of the same, but I think that they are getting even better with the, with the dialogue and the stakes are a little bit ramped up, which is nice. Um, it's just a great show. I don't know. I don't think it's blowing me away. It's just like appointment viewing. I watch it Sunday night, every night. It's great. It's for adults. I don't know. I think they have done a good job of slowly moving the story. And that's what they do, right? But they do it in a way where there's enough breadcrumbs that you still want to keep following, mm-hmm. right? And whether or not it's going to lead to, you know, a gingerbread house, we're going to be put up in a pot of boiling oil, since mm. we're going to continue to talk about like fairy tale stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I love this. Or if it's just going to lead nowhere. You know, like, I I don't know. Like, I, I did not see yesterday's episode or the last Sunday's episode. Right. But I loved the previous one. I think that was like three. Yeah, that was four. two. This was three last night. So it's just getting started. Okay. R- really? Yeah, I think so. Anyway, whatever whatever the, the episode count is, um, it's been fantastic. And I, I I feel like we're we're heading down this tunnel that just keeps narrowing and narrowing. And eventually, only a few people are going to be able to fit through. Oh, I like that. And I that's hope- what it feels like. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Is I that, that's very intentional. And then in in five minutes of screen time, something could happen where 
It's restored the status quo. And we're all back to normal yeah. for next season. Yeah. I, I don't yeah, like yeah. that. But I'm, I'm hoping that there are some people that don't make it out of this season uh, legally or maybe even physically, like whatever it may be. Right. So, I, I mean, it's, it's a great show. It's the title belt holder, would you say? I think without a doubt. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, guys, I'm going to go spoiler free on this. I went by myself on Friday. I was off work and I went by myself on Friday to an 11 o'clock a.m. screening of Eternals. Okay, I I the matinee. Yeah, and uh, MCU matinee, beautiful thing. It it was. So let me just tell you guys what I think about this without spoiling it for anyone. I haven't seen it. Ryan hasn't seen it. Just to be clear, there's not gonna be any spoilers yeah. here for sure. Okay, so this movie was a spectacle. It was big, and there's a lot of star power in it. And there's a decent amount of money put into this to make sure that it's not like just hot garbage. Mm-hmm. But it is the opposite of everything that the MCU has done that made the MCU great, right? Mm. The taking its time to tell a story is they, they did the DC version of this where they were like, all right, we're going to have to introduce you to 10 characters and we got two and a half hours to do it. And we don't really have time to tell a good story. We're just going to tell a story. And they're just absolutely fast as lightning trying to push the story on you and introduce you to everyone and show you everything and create this new universe. But also it's in the same universe. And also why weren't they there for all of these events? And it mm-hmm. just, there's some big plot holes. Um, the people in it are pretty good and entertaining. Mm-hmm. The powers of these heroes don't work all that well for me, uh, but there are definitely fun parts uh, to this movie as well. Um, and overall, uh, I think I had fun going to it, but I would advise people not to see it in theaters. Oh, that's rough. I mean, I don't know when the last time we could say that about a Marvel movie. I think it's like going to be really nice to watch at your home for like $4. And it's just like you want these you want to care more than you did. So, you know, it's funny. So the Rotten Tomato score is down to under 50. It's like 48, which is really really low for our, a Marvel movie which generally makes movies that people say that was pretty good. Like everybody just says that was pretty good, right? They don't say that was the best thing ever, but almost nobody hates it. Black and Widow. a lot of people have hated this movie. I just said this wasn't any good. Didn't it just work. wasn't yeah. wasn't for me. Um, thus, you get a, you know over half the people reviewing it saying they didn't like it at all. Um, pretty big deal. I think that I would say it was my. But you would you give it a fresh or a rotten? It's a I binary would, scale. I would give it a fresh. Okay, so you would you would be on that that side of it. I would be on the above fifty percent. Yeah, I would say fresh if I had to, but. It, it was so disappointing for what it should have been and what okay. we were expecting. I thought that this was like can't miss Marvel movie, that they were just going to make sure that they had something really solid, wouldn't take a lot of chances. And instead, it's just... Well, I mean, the director yeah. that they hired was an immediate taking of the chances. Which yeah. I thought was like going to be so cool. I thought that was a reason everybody was excited about it. So this Chloe Zhao, she's this Chinese-American woman she's written and directed indie movies she gets Frances mcdormand to go out and win fucking oscars and does all the nomad land yeah. which i couldn't get through that movie is a little too boring for me um and the funny thing is that she is getting none of the heat for this movie not performing it's all of it is like her artistic sh- um abilities didn't get to shine through in the mcu formula like dude can you just pl- can we just have everybody in the same playing field if there's any other director they'd take the heat you know, <laughs> but this darling, this indie darling gets the pass, whatever. Well, either uh, that- I don't know. I need to see the movie first and be like, it truly wasn't her fucking fault. I don't know. But it seems a little sus that she's like, just got the fucking well, pass. But and either that or other than Taika, they just hire a yes man or, a yeah. yes, you know, a yes person to go in. And, and do- I, I say keep taking chances. Keep because, dude, you can have three of these movies for every one that Taika nails and I'd be happy with it, right? Or not, I don't Gunn. want everything yeah. to be Ant-Man, you know? Right. It's like, dude, I th- Peyton Reed, he does a fine job. He makes good Ant-Man movies. Are they special? No, they're just going to get a good Rotten Tomato score because everyone's like, did you like it? Yeah. Eh, it's okay. Yeah, Paul Rudd's pretty good. Did I, But did you like Guardians of the Galaxy? Fucking loved it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do I you think like that this Thor was... Loved it. This was the fifth worst Marvel movie. Okay. What's worse? Um, The Hulk. Okay, I don't even know if we can count that one, but uh, well, for sure you can. It's in the yeah, yeah. Um, it was part of the rewatch. So Iron Man, Thor, Thor two. Okay, Dark World. Yeah. Uh, Iron Man three. Okay, and Captain Marvel. Yeah, were the ones I liked less. Um, this movie was 
just a disappointment, but like it was for sure watchable. Okay. So, um, uh, I will say this, I will say one thing I won't, I'm not going to give it away, but any of you guys who are big MCU fans, um, the characters that you've heard about that are, are like new to the MCU, um, the stuff you learn about them and the things you see about them and their introduction is the only thing worth watching. In Mephisto? This movie. Yes, Mephisto. So <laughs> there are a couple of characters that they're going to introduce that you're going to be kind of excited about. And other than that, and uh, maybe that's uh, all this uh, film was, was uh, like a jumping off point for some new characters. Yeah. And there never really was a cohesive vision between uh, Chloe and Kevin Feige. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you guys both watched The Harder They Fall on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Big is a big Jay-Z produced movie, like superstar, all black cast in this Western. I mean, super Netflix. Star. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy. So... Um, I don't know. We could list through them, but like Idris Elba and Jonathan Majors and Lakeith um, Stayfield, Lake Lakeith and um, Delroy Lindo, Regina, Regina King, Regina. I mean, yeah, Delroy. Everybody, everybody. Uh, big cast. I really enjoyed the movie when I was watching it. I was like, I loved the music. They had all this like the harder they fall is like this Jimmy. I can't remember his last name, but he was like this reggae singer that like he was kind of like a criminal reggae singer in like the sixties and seventies, and he like ended up getting shot and he died he's kind of like this cult legend so they had a bunch of like kind of like early old reggae music like before bob marley stuff oh yeah and it was really cool like they drop in the fucking music and you get the cool imagery and i was like the first act i was like is this in my top 10 best westerns of all time (laughs) and then the second act i was like is it in my top 20 you know and then by the end i'm like i guess it's in my top 50 somewhere so it's i think it kind of like doesn't quite know how to nail the tone at the end um doesn't maybe stick the landing as well as it could but it's definitely entertaining and it's a big budget high you know it's it has very exciting moments would you say yes the um this is one of those like the small parts that make up the movie were better than the movie as a whole yeah body of work if you will yeah like um is it Stanfield or Stayfield? I can never remember. Lake Heath. We'll just call him we'll Lake Heath. We'll call Lake Heath. We know we got that. Nailed it. He steals this, the show whenever mm-hmm. he's you know talking. Stanfield. Stanfield. Lake okay. Heath Stanfield. He steals every scene that he's in. Um, Regina King is great, but kind of in it a little sparingly, yeah. if you will. Um, and then I couldn't tell if it was being satirical about Westerns at times mm-hmm. or it was trying to be serious yeah and that kind of took me out of like what they, i think they might have been going for i think it, it fell just a little short from being an absolutely like brilliant film yeah like it was so close yes I, I feel like they missed a couple areas a couple of choices yeah. a couple of even like just the tone you know like they have this giant you know every western there's no spoiler right you get a big sh- in a town you get a big fucking showdown okay like major characters or their lives are at peril here. You've been following them the whole time and they have like upbeat music and it's supposed to be kind of a fun scene. I just felt a little weird, right? So right. I think it was close and I think it's worth watching. I think it's like a B minus. Like it's I would agree. It's a good movie. B minus like, is a watch great watch it. Don't expect too much, but enjoy the music and there's an original Jay Z song. That's fun. You yeah, know, you don't see that often. B minus is a great great. Yeah. Like it's not gonna blow your socks off, but you're gonna be captivated for most of the movie. Yeah. yeah. The harder they fall. Netflix. Done. All right, you also watched Army of Thieves. We've been talking about this for months. What'd you think? <laughs> this movie is not good, okay? The first, Harder They Fall is, is better. I did enjoy it, though. I don't know. Um, it's it's based off that, like, Army of the Dead world, you know? Was that Zack Snyder? Did Zack that? Snyder. Zack Snyder-verse. Um, and it's, like, the, the, the German safe cracker. And it's, like, pretty fun. It's pretty dumb, you know? But there's good moments. I think this movie's like a C minus. It's not really a wreck for really anybody. I I don't really know why they even made this movie, but I actually kind of enjoyed it. I watched the whole thing. I don't know what else there's to say about I it. I think Snyder If you don't care if you don't care if your movie you're watching is bad, then you might like it. I don't know. I think Zack Snyder found exactly where he needs to be. Yeah, with like pulp pulpy shit movies exactly. that he can make like three a year. Living in Netflix yes. land. Just making, feeding the content, feeding the beast. pumping out content from this like contrived universe that he's created, and it's all just okay. Where he can do heist movies, meets zombies, meets maybe aliens later, meets robots. Who gives a fuck? It's fun. They're just going to throw a bunch of money at him. Yep. A hundred million people will watch it, and everyone will be like, that was okay. Yeah. Am I going to watch it again? Eh, probably not, but it was fine. I, um, think that's, I think that's where you're at. That's where, where I'm at, and I might watch all of it. I might watch everything they do because even this shouldn't have been good and it was like pretty entertaining. So, yeah, I'm into it. All right, guys, here we go.
Alright guys, this is a glitch in the rewatch. And today, we are going to be talking about 2003's Matrix Reloaded. Yes, we are. If you don't get pumped up by that music, then I don't even I don't even know what to tell you. Do you ready? Neil's flying. Yep. I'm feeling it. He's doing his Superman thing. Yeah, doing his Superman thing. All right, so here we go. We're talking 2003's Matrix Reloaded, one of two Matrix movies to drop in 2003. And let me just start by saying that might be the biggest mistake they made. <laughs> they maybe rushed these a little like bit. They rushed this a I little. Think they maybe. Well, I think what they ru- only rushed was the the writing, the production, the um, editing, the oh wait, all of it. Yeah. Yeah. So this movie starts out, I don't even remember, where Neo is like massively powered up and he's instantly duking it out with like a bunch of um, Agent Smiths. No, it doesn't start out there. No, no, it starts out with like, did you watch this movie? Trinity in like a dream sequence. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Which we later find out does is, happen. Is right. So yeah, we see, you know, another movie, the second movie to start out with Trinity kicking ass mm-hmm. in her black spandex. Wait, no. What is this leather? Whatever the leather. fuck it is. It's shiny, okay? Um, yeah, that's where they started out. And then Neo wakes up and he's in, you know, the real world. And they're in We Zion. got a lot of Zion. A lot of Zion. A, lot, a little too much Zion. Too much Zion. Yeah. Turns out the real world is very boring. And all the characters that inhabit it are really boring too. But they tried to make it cool you with know a rave. You know, you know what's not boring? The you shit in the Matrix, yeah. so which they, was great. I think that they thought that this speech by. What's his name? Morpheus. Morpheus was going to be like this legendary movie moment. Like Bill Pullman and Where he speaks Day. to... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought You're it was the most forced, terrible speech ever yeah. in a movie. I, did, I just don't know if I could have cared any less. Um, it was atrocious. <laughs> yeah. It was so bad. Um, and then his <laughs> idea was like, let's have a party. We need to be prepared for an imminent attack. And we should be preparing day and night to try to survive a fight yeah. that we probably cannot win. But instead, let's use Rave. our time and resources to party. This was Did so you bring your fishnets? <laughs> <laughs> they literally have like... The scenes are just too fucking long in yep. this movie. Yep. This dance scene went on for Seven like minutes? five minutes minimum. Yeah. And they slow mode it. So they much slow mode the dance scenes. Yeah. Like all you needed was like 10 seconds of that. Yeah. Like to show that like, a good time, boom. I, I guess they were trying to represent like, hey, humanity is different than machines. Look at they can dance. They can be naked and rub up on each other. And this is what humans can Great. do that machines can't. He accomplished it. 10 seconds. Very quickly. All we needed. Um. You know, and that, and like, does he have the loudest voice of all time? Because there was literally 250,000 people in there, as far as the eye could see, and he's got no PA system. How did he, how did they hear it's him in the back? natural PA system, Jim. In with the caves. The, with the caves. The cave. Oh, okay. All right. Let's go with that. I really hated all this. Um, and then they hated were like- the politics of, of the humanity. I was like, if, if humanity's still annoying, boring ass politics of like, should we do this? Who's the leaders of these people? They just kill us all. The, the, the machine should win. The leaders of Zion, I don't even know their names. You're because not supposed to. I just did, like the captain guy who was like leading the defense, who was just a pouty little bitch the whole movie. Um, the weird white politician guy. I just I don't know any of them, and everything they said I pretty much tuned out. Um, so we get a really cool scene where they go see the Oracle. This is pretty early in the movie, right? Yeah. They go see the Oracle, and then he meets her in this like park setting. It's like okay, a you courtyard. Skip, you skipped a... one of the cool scenes though. What one? Was when he was going to meet the Oracle and he ran into Seraph in the little cafe kind of thing and then they had to duke it out. What? Who the Who's fuck Seraph? is Seraph? The Asian dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, that was yeah, cool. Yeah. They tried to like redo the dojo scene. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. And that was okay. And then he goes into who the... Who the fuck is Seraph? You didn't watch this movie. No, he really didn't watch it. You didn't know who Seraph was either. I know. I... <laughs> 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 I thought we were deb- debuting our own Matrix names, and <laughs> which we talked about. Couldn't come up with it. Mine was Chucklehead. Oh, yeah. So uh, here's Mine's the Doja Cat. <laughs> so he goes in after that fight scene, and then he meets with the Oracle. I don't even know what the Oracle told him. The yeah. Oracle is speaking in such circles. <sighs> 
that I just don't really That's know. That's how all the writing was in this. The, it's like, I don't Meaningless. even know. I don't even know where to begin. Like, Ryan, can you tell me what the Oracle said? No, because it was very round and round. <laughs> and it was, it was a little bit we like. just watched this movie. All three of us. <laughs> no, but it was like, it was a little bit like, are you, do you think you're the one? Because you asked for a candy. I knew you wouldn't take it. And then yeah. it's like, well, but if you knew he wasn't going to take it and you offered him one, <laughs> then you knew he wouldn't take it. And the Wolves apparently just won a game because, oh, no, they didn't. Anyway. Um, no, we tied it, but that was crazy. <laughs> that was a Hail Mary shot from Towns from just, it is nuts. He went in. Anyways, anyways, I'm so sorry for distracting you. Anyway, we are recording live. It's all this stupid, like, uh, roundabout dialogue. Well, oh, well, you would, think would, you have choice, but humans may but not. You really don't. But sometimes yeah. they do. <laughs> And if they do, then they... It's like, I stopped listening so long ago, dude. That so then... Was, you sound like Pat Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> so then, Come on, guys. Let's win some games here. This is supposed to be like a big thing that like Agent Smith um, pops out of nowhere then in this little Oracle room. Well, he's been replicating himself inside the Matrix. Yes. Yes. And Which so was, I, I like that all that was stuff. like kind of cool. Like yeah. the Rogue Program stuff all worked in this movie. That's yeah. Like true. if you're going to take one thing... Have it like, look, this AI has been around long enough that it's complicated enough that, they, you know, they obviously are very smart to create the matrix. It's believable. I like that, that part. Th- that was so, the there could be part. AIs within the AI that do their own thing, right? So now you have some kind of ghost stuff, which was cool. You have like very powerful the people that we would think are people, but they're actually mm-hmm. computer programs. Cool, man. The Oracle being that. That was great. They later um, explained The vampires. architect. Okay. Uh, yeah. V- vampires. vampires why yeah. the fuck not? Like, all that stuff was actually successful. And then, you know, Smith breaking off and being his own kind of like, now I'm on my own and I'm trying to multiply and stuff. I'm I unplugged. thought all that was successful, yeah, I'm too. unplugged. Yeah. Which which was another scene that Eric skipped at the beginning was when um, he handed the envelope through the door mm-hmm. of where they yes. were meeting and it was his little earpiece thing. Just kind of hinting that he's he's rogue now. Yep. And then I thought that this fight scene with all the Smiths was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody gives it a bad rap because like they'll show the gif of like Him the rubbery, the like yeah. very rubbery looking CG, yeah. which they pushed. They shouldn't. They weren't ready. They should have been like, OK, we want to try this and then looked at the footage and been like... We're five years out from this, guys. Don't do it. And they included it. It looked a little bad. Um, But overall, like just a ton of awesome actual fight choreography with real people doing it. That was great. 95% of it was... was real Keanu actors, Reeves and, yeah, and, and a shit ton of stunt doubles stunt that looked like yeah. Smith. I mean, I thought it was really, really awesome. I like most that, of the action scenes. I in thought this. that most of the fight scenes are are cool because I just could be like, well, they couldn't have they did this for real. Yeah, and yeah. like I think that that's the best part. The only thing that I would say is that for the time it was so cutting edge, and now it's not so cutting edge, and so I appreciate it. But the stuff holds up for the most part. Um, but it's not like it was so impressive in 2003, but it doesn't feel the same in 2021. And so like the uh, mm-hmm. like when he would throw one of the Smiths into a bunch of other Smiths yeah. and then they would make a bowling ball sound effect. Yeah. Maybe they shouldn't have included like that the was bowling cool ball sound in effect. 2003 with some of this stuff. And like right. today, I'm 20 kind years of like, later, I'm like, well, they could mm-hmm. easily do this scene now. And so it just kind of felt like the movie turned into almost like the um, prequel Star Wars, where yeah. it was like a spectacle of look what we can do with computers yeah. in a movie. Yeah, and, a and, bit of a caricature at that point. Yeah, yeah. and then like yeah. when it gets into that, you're kind of like, all right, well, we've been able to do that now for 20 years. I'm still trying to watch this movie. Yeah. Um, and so I think that was one of my only complaints, even though the scene was really cool. Um, he, he, you know, fights all these. Dude, the coolest, the coolest part was when he like yanked the pole out of the cement. Mm-hmm. And then smashed that Agent Smith like mm-hmm. right in the chest. Yeah. And then like did the and that pose. was a practical effect scene. It was right? great. That was cool. So and then following that was the rubber scene. But other than that, so, like, it was really good. So let's go. So okay. So here they the one thing the Oracle said was like you need to find the key maker. Okay. So now they're on a quest to find this uh, old Asian man that makes keys. They got to go through this Merovingian. Most uh, of everything he did sucked. The Merovingian and it was really boring. Well, like maybe and was like the movie. Bella, who's that famous French actress that was also in Bond recently? Monica Bellucci. Monica Bellucci. She was fine. She's whatever. Fine. The Merovingian um, was like what it so led bad. to was I think the coolest fight scene, one of my favorites ever, and I think the coolest Matrix fight scene with like the medieval weapons on the two staircases. God was that cool. The, I watched all practical was... effects, all wire work, and and yeah, there's some slow mo. Oh, but it works. It was so great. The scene was cool, but it was like 
two minutes too long. Not for me. And, no, it, I and even it. though it was two minutes I, too long, it was still five minutes of cool. I finished <laughs> I, as soon as I finished that scene. I see what you did there. And he was done. I immediately rewound it right back to the beginning of the fight scene and watched it a second time. Yeah, that's cool. See, so I mean, that's that worked so well for me. I liked that scene. And then it leads right into the giant highway ch- chase. So they get out of there. And then now they're on the highway. And that was very fucking awesome, Can we go back one second to, like, the Merovingian? Like, how much of a waste of screen time was the whole, like, sending the cake Uh, to the table for uh, the the gal? I could not have hated anything more. uh, That was... It's it's It's, super weird. What it is is the kids have a word for it. It's cringy. It's mm-hmm. cringy. It's and it's also like him just talking, but like, oh, you know, she thinks she has choice, but really, it's me, and I've decided that yeah. she's. And I'm like, dude, you're fucking weird. Yeah, you're I, just fucking weird. Man. I know. And See, they I all just the sit movie, there and watch and just I, listen. Like, no, they would be like, shut the fuck up. Now like, this we're is so a, bored right now. This is a. There was a good line in there when when Neo, Morpheus, and Trinity all left, and they said something. Somebody said something like that could have gone better, and Morpheus was like, no. It happened exactly the way it was supposed to happen. And they're like, how do you know? And he's like, because we're still alive. Yeah. And so that made perfect sense. And then sense. Monica Bellucci opens the door opens and the you're door like, all right. And, and he's go. like, oh, he was right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that part was probably pretty cool. And then also like the creepy, she's like, kiss me. I want oh, to feel true love. Kiss me like your French woman. Dude, yeah, it was like that. so trash. And then it was like, uh, he was like, she was like, terrible. And he's like, okay, hold on. And then he like takes off his glasses. Like... <laughs> He's like, okay, now I'm going to get serious. I'm taking the shades off for the first time. Just stupid. Just a waste. Like, get to the fight scene. So, but we did, though, right? So then we get, you know, they escape out of there, and the highway chase was just as fucking cool, almost as cool as I remember. And then we were introduced to, like, those ghost dudes. Yep. And I think they used those guys' powers really, really well. Perfectly For them to sort of phase in and out, they stayed consistent with it, where, like, when they're phased into ghost form, they can't attack you, but they're... They can't touch you. So they kind of used it, like, to phase into the car, and then attack, and then they could be attacked. So I think they did that really consistently and really well. Like, those guys were cool. Um, Maybe the CG wasn't great when they were in ghost form, not as good as I remember, but... um, yeah, I was into that. Okay, so then now they've rescued the keymaker and they've got to get to the source, okay? That's I, all they know. Can I just say one thing about these these big scenes though? It gets to a point where there's like two super 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 long action scenes where I was like there's just nothing happening in this movie. It's just long action scene after long action scene. There's so little story that's happening. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is what what like was kind of draining me. That even though it looked really cool, like the scenes were happening so often that I just didn't really like they were like not impactful on me mm-hmm. at that point. Like I was like, wow, it's really cool that they're making this cool chase scene. But I just watched a seven minute fight scene like mm-hmm. right before. And, and I so kind of like that. I was like, damn, this movie is relentless with the action right now. And I thought it was very cool. Relentless Especially for with the, action, the middle movie. But so little plot. Yeah. And that was my problem. I mean, you could make that argument about like Infinity War too, you know, but I think this was just a lot like darker and heavier, you know, than something like a comic book movie. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because once Infinity War like took off and they were heading to space, like that thing didn't, the movie didn't slow down at all. Yeah. Other than uh, Doctor Strange calculating. I mean, that was the only time things ever like stopped. Yeah, they took a breather. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I agree that the pacing was probably a little intense for too long. Um, and the, the only exposition that they did was like vampires. They're very useful programs, you know, mm-hmm. like that was it. And then you just like, you're like, oh, those guys can turn invisible. Oh, yeah. When you swing at them, they turn invisible, but they can't touch you because, you know, they did the, the knife thing. So then, anyway, they're they, on the freeway. Then they well, yeah. they escape with the key maker and then they like have to regroup and come up with a plan. And it was just like they spent so much time on their action scenes that their plan was like. Go there. Go there. We're going <laughs> to yeah. go in two different groups and yeah. you're going to go to this building and it has electricity and you're going to shut it off or something. And like, I was really like, oh man, they haven't talked in like an hour. I really should pay attention. <laughs> but I just, the plan was so basic that I wasn't really into it. Um, it instantly goes wrong. Trinity has to go in. You know, it's kind of like this prophecy thing. Like Trinity is going to go in and this vision that he has is is going to be real. Um, Meanwhile, he was trapped up in the mountains. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Neo. I was thinking well, he had flown back from. I'm talking about when they go scene, to the the power plant. 
Yeah, I know. So they go to the power plant and he goes and he's like going to go in the door, but then the agents are going to be waiting for them. And then they are, they pop out of all the doors. Him and Morpheus and the Keymaker are like trapped in this hallway. They escape. Keymaker gets shot like a million times. I did kind of think it's cool when they were like all worried about him and he was just like, uh, I did my role. Yeah. It's okay. He's a program. I was like, that was actually sick. So then he goes into the source and he talks to the architect. So like we're thinking this is probably going to be towards the end of the movie here. Um, and I wish it had been because <laughs> it gets oh, actually yeah, a lot yeah, worse. Yeah. Right. So he, we hear this long conversation and we do learn some pretty, maybe you don't like the decisions they made, but we did hear some explanations. Um, you know, this is the sixth time there's been a one. They've had to reset the matrix multiple times because people can't accept the programming without choice. And then when there's choice, you end up with this anomaly of, you know, somebody that's going to come out and liberate, right? So, like, um, all the other Neos have taken the door where they accept that they're going to restart the Matrix up with select people. Zion gets essentially destroyed, but they keep some of the people... And it like allows humanity to thirty to press women on. and fifteen but men. But in this and, case, yeah. because Neo, this version of Neo was in love, he had an extra reason to go back. So he goes back, saves Trinity, um, and then they get out of the Matrix. I'm just trying to speed up a little bit because nope. like it so makes they, sense. they leave the Matrix. He's made this choice now. The machines are coming. They're not going to stop, and they're going to kill everybody Hold because on. he made the the wrong choice. If I were you, I would hope we don't meet again. We won't. Yeah, and he goes, we won't. Air two, air two, four. They're like, dude, how about, remember when um, Will yeah. Ferrell did the MTV Vis-a-vis. sketch? vis <laughs> <Yeah>. concordantly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, and he's like, I have no idea what I'm saying. I just wanted to sound smart. Yeah, exactly. That's That was the writers, by the way. Dude, That's literally then, what the writers were thinking. I don't know what to say. I just want to sound real smart. Real quick, the best line in, he was like, the door to your left will take you to the MTV movie awards or whatever. He's like, the door to your right will lead Pussy Boy here back to his bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he was like, and the third door is so Muffin can go out and piddle. <laughs> yes, dude. How do you remember every line from that obscure sketch? <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, fuck. So he goes, <laughs> so now they're out of the Matrix, and here's where the entire series, and I was into this the whole series at this point. I was like, this movie's great. I love the Matrix so much. This is my reaction then and this time. Um, and then Neo uses powers in the real world to stop the machines. He does some kind of power blast. Up until this point, the movie had been completely consistent with science fiction. Science. As in, like, these are the rules. Uh, he can do these amazing things in the Matrix. Outside of the Matrix, he's a, you know, a, a normal human and whatever. And all of and a sudden, he has like, powers he outside of the Matrix. He is just a human. Yeah. He is just a human after all. You see, yep. he's just a man. Right. The Merovingian. Yeah. Which is great. I, I, All that was fantastic. And then he stops the machines with a... A power blast that drains him. And he's like, and this is the end of the movie now. Um, I just hated that so much. And I hated it so much this time. I agree. It threw everything out the window. And then the next movie is going to lean into him having powers outside of the the Matrix, of being a real life type of Jesus figure and all the things that we're not going to like. Um, it was so silly. Because- it was so bad. And I just remember being shocked in the theater. Like, why would they do that to me? So I felt hurt. It was so silly because they had already made him Superman in the Matrix. And now you're kind of making him Superman in the real world. Too. Like, where does it end? Then is it like, a Superman yeah. movie or is it a science fiction movie? It doesn't make any more sense, like, at yeah. that time. Yeah. So I was really upset about that. How did you react to that, Eric, when he did that? Um, uh, I thought it was really stupid. And then he, like, passed out. And and then the movie's over. And then it ends really abruptly with yeah. him, like, some tease that, you know, there's a, there's a traitor on board the same ship as him. And to be continued really soon after, apparently. Same, same year, like, months after. Yeah. So... Yeah, man. I think that was a huge turning point for the series. I think that they were like close to greatness on the second movie, but they focused way too much on these giant set pieces and not on, you know, kind of a cohesive movie. So, yeah. What do you guys give it? Rotten Tomatoes. I, I still liked it. I, I liked it, too. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give it like a 85. Oh, funny. Go like, ahead. it's not it's not as good as the first one and not even close. Yeah. But they found something and like. Keanu Reeves as like a you know movie martial artist was phenomenal. Yeah, he was a hell um, of an action star for this. Like Eric said, some of the action scenes went a little too long, but overall, I think this movie was still great up until that last moment. Yeah, I gave it an eighty-six, which is funny. I had it written down. Yeah. Eric, I'm guessing it's going to be in the. Like, should I guess? I wish. I wish you, this, you tell okay, you. Okay, just give me one second. You think of it. Let me know when you have it locked in, and then I'm going to guess what you're going to say. Okay? You know what's funny is like. 
Eric okay. with some of the, like the Star Wars movies that have been like ripped to shreds for plot holes and all this uh-huh. stuff was like, man, I had a lot of fun. Uh-huh. You're right. I don't know why this movie wouldn't be fun for him because it's literally just like <laughs> like uh, like once the action gets going, it just goes and yeah. like doesn't stop until the end. Like it's it's like a heart pounding like race to the finish line kind of thing. And maybe that just isn't what he's into. I think that the characters. I think the biggest problem is is that I think that the the main characters are really flat in this series, mm. and they're like really kind of like robotic and and pretty basic. Even Neo is really boring, mm-hmm. and they're computer problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like Neo being like you know Neo being a badass is exciting for me, but like never am I like oh man Neo what a cool decision. Mm-hmm. He's he's kind of like really boring. Um, g- give me your guess on what I gave it. 61. Um, 64. Such good guesses. 58. Okay. It's way too low. We were really close. Unnecessary. We were fucking low. close, though. Um, I liked yeah, it more than the last time I saw it. silly low for how, like, some of these action scenes were just fantastic. And yeah. I don't think he watched most of it. I, the pacing was good. I good agree. pacing. Yeah. I mean, it had things, some things, this costumes, obviously. They hired some, like, Roy Wood. Was he, wait, who's the boxer that they gave a role to? One of them was like a like a lightweight boxer that like was one of the captains, and then they gave yeah Roy Jones Jr. Okay, and then they gave like Jada Pinkett way too much stuff to do. She was trash. Too much, too much dialogue. Um, yeah, I mean, like they made really bad decisions with this movie, and it's only going to get worse. So, you guys ready for Revolutions? It's like a twelve, I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, the rewatches are exciting every week. So yeah, I'd be excited if I said it's a twelve to watch it. I can't. I can't wait for the new one still though. Yeah, I'm just so I, honestly, it's one of those movies that I'm just so fascinated to find out what the fuck they decided to. Well, do. especially like maybe they can undo some of the damage they did with Revolution. Maybe you know what I mean? Yeah, like like restore maybe they can some, retcon some of the shit. Just fuck all that. Restore some faith in the franchise, and let's get a, let's get two more. Are you ready for the real world also to have been a second level of uh, plugged in? Ooh, that would be sweet. Now yeah. I'm into that. The real world. I just thought of that. The real world. The real world wasn't the real world. And maybe like the real world isn't even that bad. It's not even that all fucked up. You know what I mean? <laughs> I it's hope the that, Illuminati. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, yeah. I hope that they figure out that they're like double plugged in, like like Inception style. Yeah. And then yeah. at the end, they pop in and it's the 2020 election. <laughs> <laughs> this okay. is the turning point. Okay. They're well, like, shit, put me back in the shitty yeah, world, man. Yeah, right. Send me to Zion. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Right. That was way better. At least they have good house music there. All right, guys. That's it. That's all the time we have this week. Go back. Check out our sports cast. Uh, it was really good. Lots of fun. So until next week, thank you guys for hanging with us here at the Nordies Podcast. Yeah.